Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. listeners to a special episode yeah. of the arcade attack podcast and probably something we should have done a long time ago so i am dylan and we're here with keith hello and i'm here with fellow amiga enthusiast <laughs> adriano I've, <laughs> I've been chomping and champing at the bit chomping and champing whichever way both talk about. a bit of both actually because i'm desperate to do this podcast <laughs> The Amiga is something that we talk, man, I'm, I'm amazed there's n- not much about it on the, on the website because it supported me for at least two or three years in my teen years. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit earlier, but I think maybe about 13, 14, I, I finally binned it off, but it was vital to my existence then. <laughs> it, it kept me going through multiple holidays and times in the house when I had nothing to do. There'd always be something to do on the Amiga. What a machine. What a machine. But why is it such a great machine? Oh. Where do we even start with this podcast? Like, I don't even know. I've got some, I mean, I, I had the A1200. Yeah. So you're always above me, (laughs) which was (laughs) yeah, double the power of mine. It was the last. Well, if you, if you don't count the CD32, it was the last sort of Amiga, Amiga machine. It was the most powerful sort of core. Actually, well, there was Amigas after it, to be fair, wasn't there? I think there was another, yeah, I think that maybe the A4000, I think, had more, more base RAM, but it was of the, the ones that most people bought. Yeah. Most people bought the A500, the A500 Plus, the A600. That's me. And the A1200. (laughs) Yeah. But the first time I ever looked at an Amiga was my, my old primary school friend, Somesh. He had, um, he had an A600. I remember going around his house. We were just, you know, just pl- just playing with other stuff. But he'd had something just loading on the screen, just per chance. And I was, it was just a graph. And I asked him, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and he was like, "I'm researching weapons." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> As <"What?"> you do. <laughs> he was playing Syndicate. Ooh, oh, what wow. a game! Syndicate. And one of the things you can do on it, apparently, I mean, I've, you know, it's been a while since I played the, the Syndicate, um, Syndicate on the Amiga, was to 
what's obviously research because to get new weapons yeah. and things you do the research thing yeah. but you could just leave it on the research screen and walk away for ages yeah. we're talking hours and hours and hours and come back and yeah and have something decent I remember those days yeah that's mad think about the electricity bill on that ah, it's worth it <laughs> to, get, to get Uzis I was thinking it's worth it man his parents me. to get the Uzis and stuff <laughs> you know it was I just thought you know there was this little it was like a like a disembodied keyboard plugged up to his to his television uh, what is this thing and syndicate looked amazing yeah when he actually started playing it again i was like what yeah because i was so used to master system yeah i just yeah. based master system was my life yeah but know, prior to that but amiga takes it to not oh man syndicate was quite dark that's quite a dark, dark quite dark it's a very dark game you, you're a bad guy aren't you really you're a bad you control a bad team yeah you're like you're a bad group of dudes and just yeah. doing bad things bad dudes bad the dudes. was and then he and then he uh, he loaded up workbench mm. <laughs> workbench and the a600 had the version of workbench where you could synthesize sound uh-huh so he was trying to get it to say hello dylan but obviously with, with putting the y in it was going hello dylan <laughs> <laughs> happy uh, birthday party <laughs> it was yeah exactly like that dylan. i looked at him and i said your computer is talking to me. This is weird. <laughs> I was like, what is this thing? What year is this? Oh, crikey. Um, 92? Yeah, 92, yeah, must I have think been, it yeah. would have been. Because I didn't get an Amiga until the Christmas of 93. So really? 92, yeah. And then that same trip, actually, we went to his mate's house. And his mate had an expanded, I think it was A500 plus maybe with some additional ram and had street fighter running on it and people don't like the amiga version of street fighter I do. but a man looking at this thing and playing this thing even with a one button and you know all the buttons on the I'm keyboard fa- no, i'm a fan keith look at keith's face i'm a fan it doesn't look as i mean you look at it now <laughs> one it, does, button it, street fighter. it doesn't look as good as the 16-bit street fighters because you know this is memory limitation because i'm mainly going to be a spectator on this podcast mm. but this is one of the things i want to get to the bottom of is how you manage with one button we just did some oh, of these games we're gonna tell you i want to know we're gonna tell you how like, we manage with a one mystery button. but that's the that's the joy because that's the beauty of all the people who develop games for the amiga mm. they made the limitations of the thing work and then it excelled in so many yeah. other things mm. yeah. it yeah. you know it it, it compensated. Oh, I love the for Amiga. all of that. <laughs> but yeah, so I got my Amiga twelve hundred, uh, the Christmas of ninety three. I think we'd known each other a couple of months at our high school, and I was just like, I have to do something about my gaming situation. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you had a Mega Drive, like, yeah, you just Keith had a, had a Mega system. Drive. Adrian, I didn't actually get to chat to Adrian until after, after I had an Amiga and it's then, okay. and then I found that Adrian was my main dealer for Amiga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I got one and then I was, Adrian was like, I've got an Amiga and I was like, Oh, I love Monkey Island, please. Thank Not you. just an Amiga. I love my Amiga. You loved your Amiga oh, and your uncle loved his Amiga and he gave you loads of games. <laughs> and I got the, and I got the trickle off of that as well. You did. But we, uh, we discussed in the, uh, can you be objective about your first games podcast yeah. about those Amiga bundles? And I got the desktop dynamite one with Oscar, with Dennis. Oh dear. Poor, poor form, but Oscar looked amazing in the AGA. Hey, they look good. With AGA graphics. They look good, didn't play good. It didn't, it didn't play good. They didn't, <laughs> Oscar and Dennis didn't play good, but they're free games. 
I say free. I think the package actually came in at about five hundred pounds. My dad wow. was staggered. I think I don't think I got birthdays after a good couple of years after <laughs> no. that. But yeah, it really kind of bankrupted my family. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, I need a computer for school, yeah. Dad. That's what. Uh, that's what I do. There are sort of things that I can learn on this. Force you can pretenses. you can do homework on it as well. You can do homework on this. <laughs> I'm not going to, well. but you can. You can. <laughs> you can actually write word documents if you yeah. want to. <laughs> That that package, okay, those two games were not good, but it came with uh Wordsworth, which mm. is the you know, this typing thing which I which I did use with great difficulty because you have to swap discs every two seconds to get to actual I know, you know how easy it is now just to click onto the word yeah. icon on your desktop yeah, and where yeah. it just loads. Wordsworth was swapping uh the dictionary disc with the program disc and everything. Because if you don't have a, a hard disc or a hard drive yeah, with an yeah. Amiga, you're screwed. So, and I never had one. Ooh. I never had a hard drive or a hard, yeah, I, ne- I never had a hard drive with the, nah, with my neither. Amiga 1200. <laughs> and I only had the core two megabytes of RAM. I never expanded it. So, yeah, so Wordsworth was, okay, didn't use that a great deal. Deluxe Paint 4. Brilliant. What a great program. It, it's only later that I found out that Deluxe Paint was what most Amiga developers used yeah. to do all the graphics. I think Monkey Island was made. Yeah, Monkey that. Island, all the sensible stuff, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speedball, I think. I yeah, like the Bitmap Brothers stuff. It's just mad. So we actually had the to- the same kind of tools at our disposal that developers That's pretty had. cool, isn't it? That's mad, yeah. isn't it? That's absolutely We should have made a game, didn't, didn't we? Oh God, I don't think we were clever enough. But <laughs> back in then, back in those days, you needed brains to make a game. Yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah. now anyone can make a video game. Hello. Um. So yeah, in them days, Matt, and you had that, and the deluxe paint, which I also really liked, is it came with loads of examples of what you can do with it. Yeah, the infamous one was the um, is it Tutankhamun? The Tutankhamun. Famous, that was the famous picture, wasn't it? Yeah. Really amazing. But even like the standard black and white stuff, the, the comicy stuff, and I was like. I just couldn't believe, you know, could, you know, we were so used to 8-bit stuff at that time. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing because Amiga really was sort of 16-bit plus, I think. I'll talk about it. If we ever get to the technical stuff, I'll, I'll sort of yeah, go in, yeah. go into a bit for, for all you tech heads at home who <laughs> like to know s- specs and whatnot. I've got, <laughs> yeah. got loads of those written down here. Um, but it just, you know, it was a great machine. And thanks to Adrian, thanks to loads of compilation, um, sort of discs and things they did and Rise of the Robots. Oh yeah. I had a great time for about <laughs> two or three years and you know, until I sort of, you know, bit the bullet, got Mega Drive briefly and then PlayStation and then it all sort of went from there. But yeah, yeah, that was, that was my first sort of experience of getting an Amiga. I probably enjoyed it a bit more than you. I think I kind of enjoyed it from like maybe sort of 10 or 11 to almost 15 years of age. I, it was a long time in my life. Five man. years, man. Yeah, I would say so. And it was a great machine for me. Um, you know, I look back at it almost like the golden period of my game in life. Mm. Um, obviously I've got other bits and bobs I really enjoy, but the, the Amiga for me, I, could, I can't imagine a machine that's born, bought so much joy for me. It's co- mad, isn't it? It is crazy. I think about the two companies that that I'm grateful to keep lining their pockets, and it's Sega and Commodore. Yeah, Commodore aren't around anymore. To like, but no. if they if they were, I'd give them yeah for much much more much more <laughs> money. You know, it I just, know. It's, yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? But we say about 
the copying of mm. the we'll, copying we'll talk of games. about X copy later. Mm. I'm sure we don't. I don't think like, the demise of Commodore could have been like Nintendo. They could have restricted a lot more things on it. I mean, third party developers could just willy nilly. It was a bit like yeah. game development on the Amiga was a bit like how Atari stuff was. You know, that caused the the, the video game crash. Yeah, just any old person releasing any old thing. Yeah. But you say With any the, old person, they had so many good games on that on that machine. The developers who developed on yeah. the Amiga were amazing. Some of them still around. A yeah. lot of them no. don't exist anymore. I just thought about it the other day. Dylan was like, we got to work with Amiga. I was like, yep. And I was thinking about my favourite games. And my list got so big, I had to chop some off. I said, like, I can't talk about all these games. It'll take too long. <laughs> I'll share some of my favourite games later. But I'm like, it's only half of them. This is definitely volume one of this chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, you know. I mean, I'm, I had Amiga. And I, it took a while till I got a Mega Drive. And I was quite smug about it. <laughs> At the time, I was like, yeah, I think the Amiga's better than a Mega Drive or a SNES. I really was quite a, quite a smug person about it's it. It's really odd because it was a more powerful machine in a lot of ways, but because of floppy disks yep. and other sort of memory restrictions, it it couldn't pour over 16-bit games as well, mm. which is just mad. It, when you think about... There are some great Amiga-only games that... They actually went to low-level PC, so the MS-DOS versions of Amiga games were pretty much the same. They're not. Yeah. They weren't. They had slightly better sound because they had CD sound and that. Um, but they're pretty much the same thing. That the Amiga was on par with low-end PCs, but because the Amiga was the leading, I don't know if Keith knows this, but the Amiga was the leading light in how modern. PCs, well, the mod, well, modern PC architecture, essentially. I did not know that. So, yeah. should we get, should we get to some, some technical stuff, right? So okay. I'm going to cross-eyed listening to this. So, when I, you might go a little bit cross-eyed. Uh, people, so, yeah, all, people who don't like technical stuff, you can turn this off now. Alright, so, um, I think of the Amiga as something that's not future-proof. When I think back about it, flippantly, I think, oh, well, it was just around for a couple of years. Meh. Late 90s, yada yada. The first Amiga, the A1000, was released in July 1985. What? I know. 85. 85, right? So before your little Master System even came out. Before the Master <laughs> System even came wow. out, the Amiga was already a thing. Uh, it was released in the same generation as the Apple II GS. Uh, the Atari ST, hmm. which we will mention. We, um, <laughs> I want to talk about this later. <laughs> we will mention, right? How much RAM did that A1000 have, right? 256 kilobytes. That's about a quarter of a megabyte or a megabit. Um, that's a bit, that bit's a bit too technical for me, but no, ba- barely nothing. nothing yeah. I, what, what can you do with that now? Absolutely nothing. There, I have a really good, documentary called bedroom um the bedrooms of billions i've heard about this you hear this i've got the the amiga one the amiga one kind of stagnates a little bit but the first bit is the whole story about how uh commodore called commodore amiga brought this prototype to the consumer electric show in las vegas yeah. in january 1984 <sighs> yeah i think i'll i'll I could I could go through it a little bit, uh, but I think I would recommend that people get the documentary because yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. So the whole point is is that P- 
PCs at the time only did one thing at a time. Okay. The Amiga had multiple coprocessors. So it could do lots of things at the same time. The, the demo that they had at this show is that red and oh, white the bouncing ball. ball. The yeah. bouncing yes, ball. Yes, I know that. Yeah, I'm aware. So all ball. of that happening at the same time mm. wasn't possible in computers. So the Amiga was landmark for just that alone. And the prototype was one of these breadboard uh, prototypes. I don't know if you've seen Google pictures. Of it. It's just the most amazing thing. Breadboards, they're not like standard circuit boards where you have to solder things. You can just plug things in, plug in the relevant components you want. It's about as big as a house mm-hmm. and you take it all down <laughs> and then it works. And they, and they had, they, li- they literally had to sleep overnight. Uh, to get this thing working. And I think they woke up and it was working and then all oh, everyone like pounding like, whoa, this is the future yeah. of computing, you know, by having sort of multiple buses and all this other technical stuff that I don't quite get, <laughs> you know, it managed, you know, it, it took computers to another, to another level, you know, I've, I've got this verbatim from Wikipedia, so I apologize. Uh, but it says at its core, the Amiga has a custom chipset consisting of several coprocessors, which handle audio, video, and direct memory access independently of the CPU. So that wasn't done before. This yeah. is this is whole new, you know, different type of architecture. Mm-hmm. This architecture freed up the Amiga's processor for other tasks and gave the Amiga a performance edge over its competitors, particularly in terms of video-intensive applications and games. And, Kiefer like this, hmm. the Motorola MC68000 microprocessor <laughs> used in the Mega Drive slash Genesis was used in the Amiga and it could address 16 megabytes of physical yes. memory. All Amigas could be upgraded. <laughs> I've never upgraded mine. Oh, yeah. It was expensive. It was way too expensive for me. You know, didn't have any kind of way to... To expand the Amiga. But that is, you know, it's so landmark mm. in what they were trying to accomplish. And for a good sort of 10 years, 10, 11 years, it was the thing to have, I think. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was smug about it. I had my Amiga. I love my Amiga. And I had a constant supply of games still in. <laughs> from um, so I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you from whom. What, what, I I, I've never counted the amount of games I've had, but probably over a hundred. Uh, you know, I, never, I didn't buy a hundred games. The Amiga library is going into thousands. It's mad. Like you talk isn't about it? consoles having mm. like a thousand, two thousand, and oh, that's a lot. It's crazy. Amiga and the Amiga boxes are huge, so you can imagine storing those bad boys. Yeah, mm, tricky. But, but my games are usually on discs because I got my games from my uncle Victor <laughs> Usman. <laughs> Um, John Bitten as well he, he was an Amiga owner he got me a few games yeah. and of course uh, me and Dilsey we used to trade a few now and then yeah yeah, absolutely incredible um, yeah uh, you know what I reckon I don't want to speak for all Amiga owners but we're not the cleanest of gamers uh, <laughs> no we don't wash no <laughs> what? because uh, I think a lot of us did use a certain program called X-Copy <gasps> a lot of us didn't need X-Copy because magazines like Amiga Power and See You Amiga gave us another cheat. Yeah. There was something built into Workbench that copied discs. Ooh. You didn't need X-Copy. That's mad, isn't it? I know X-Copy, so Amiga owners or former Amiga owners will know 
that you see the two little grids, don't you? Yeah, so you see the lights. The, and you, you see the lights. It, is it all green? I can't remember yeah, now. Yeah, so it's like you get your, it reads the one and then it. Oh, it's the ones and zeros, isn't it? Yeah, and then it pops it into the next, the next sort of grid and then you shows that your, your disc is being copied. Yep. Workbench had a much more basic, uh, disc copy yep. function, which I used a lot. Did it work? <laughs> it did. It did. But I couldn't, I don't know if it worked as well because when I tried to copy things like your monkey island, yeah. it, it crash a Ooh. lot when, when, you know, when I tried the floppies afterwards, but it was it, frustrating thing about the Amiga. It all ran from floppy disks. Yeah. You know, I spent half of the time playing the games, half the time swapping the disks. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. That kachunk. One of my best that investments. That kachunk noise uh, when you put it, you know, <laughs> no, when you put the floppy. One in. of my best investments was getting an additional, uh, external hard drive. Oh, no, yeah. no, disk drive, sorry. Disk you drive, put, yep. you put in disk two of the, of the game. You put disk and one. It just, yeah. And it, it was a bit quicker, but yeah. it didn't really help with Monkey Island. No. Because about 11 discs. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, need, you need a few more externals. That. Yeah. I just wonder, I think a lot, a lot of the, the third party, even the third party stuff. So the Commodore branded stuff was way overpriced. Yeah. Um, the third party, the th- third party stuff you'd see listed in magazines, you know, in those mail orders things like that. That's expensive for a hard drive. Why do I want that? But then when I got 12 discs of Rise of the Robots, I'm thinking, oh man, I really wish I'd saved up for a, <laughs> That's right, yeah. I really wish I'd saved up for a hard disc, but you needed more, you needed more RAM to make those things yeah. work better as well. And it was just a lot. It's, Having an Amiga back then, like a like a good running one, was was a big investment, and That's it was right. really for probably only people who had a lot of a lot of money, but totally worth it, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, one button restriction. Right? Yeah, Ooh. so I tell kinda, me about this. Come on, one button restriction. So with you know people, it, it went from the Commodore sixty four with your 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 button joystick. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that across the Amiga, great. Games had to be a bit more clever mm. about that one button. So a lot of games would do different things if you held down the button, mm-hmm. if you slightly tapped the button. So it was all about measuring how long the button was held down and a lot of things. Went Sensible Soccer yeah. is, is a one-button mm-hmm. game. I know there's versions of it, the Mega Drive version, uh, that have multiple buttons, and the remakes, again, you can mm-hmm. play multiple buttons, but you only need one button for Sensi. I get it for a game like that, though. Yeah. But I don't get it for... Flashback. Street Fighter 2, or Flashback, that's the right. one I was going to say flashback. as well. Flashback. How the hell do you play Flashback with one <laughs> my, button? My favourite version of Flashback is on the Amiga. So oh, Flashback yeah. is one of my favourite games of all time. Mm-hmm. The Amiga version, far superior to the Mega Drive version. Oh, yeah. Cutscenes are better, graphics are better. You press the space bar to draw your gun. Okay. Yeah. Right? So you run around the, so the, the button on the joystick or the joypad, cause I sometimes use my master system joy, the master system joypads and mega drive joypads oh, fit into the mega yes. drive. Yes. So it uses yeah, the, yeah. the same, the same amount of pins. So that, that, that one button was your action button. So you press, you press your space bar, uh, draw your gun. I think you press tab or something. To go through your inventory. Okay. So, you know, like, in Flashback, you need to get the stone yep. or this key or da 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 Use the thing. I think, it, I think it was tab or or shift, I can't remember. But it was workable. It was completely yeah. workable. It wasn't... It was harder with the Master System pad. Mm. It was easy with the one stick... With the one-button yeah. joypad. I mean, the one-button no, joystick. Jo- jo- no, no, Dylan. I, I, it, Amiga, joystick. 
You know, you didn't have the gamepad really. No. If you had Amiga, a, an Amiga, you had a, you had a Python joystick. I went through a lot of quick shots. A quick shot, yeah. Yeah. I probably went through. I, remember, I actually attached it is my door handle in my yeah. bedroom for for a good number of years. <laughs> um, I think me and my brothers probably went for about five or six. And we all it's like, I've been broken another joystick. We need another joystick. Those analog sensors were awful. They, they were, were awful. So easy. But Amiga equals joystick. So joystick. When you think of joystick, you think one button. Yeah. Whereas controllers, all right, there's maybe three or four buttons, truthfully. But they never ever built in that kind of capability with the Amiga. No. It was if something, you know, games never had multiple buttons. They had your one button yeah. and you had to use that keyboard. You used the keyboard. Like North and South, yeah. a great game, but I think half it was a joystick and half it was a keyboard. And you got used to it. You did. Again, mm. you know, like with, with PC gaming, it took me a while to get used to, to mouse and keyboard. Uh, <laughs> Half-Life. seen me trying to play Doom on a PC. Yeah, it's that, that, that's... It's hilarious. I cannot play games on a, on a keyboard. I can. But then I've never had... <laughs> no, I know you can. But I've never had to do it. Yeah. It's just what you're used to. Yeah. I grew up just with controllers. Yeah. Um, and when I can't, I can't do it. I'm too old now to learn how to play on a PC. We're, we're joystick men, aren't we? <laughs> we're definitely joystick men. But yeah, those, those joysticks did not last long. <laughs> what, what was the one? What was the yellow one? With the two, with the two buttons that was also Amiga compatible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, I had a few of those as well. I had lots of, I mean, it was the Python. You're right there. That was the main one we had. The kind of, yeah, the Python. Great looking joystick. It say. looked more like a Cobra. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cobra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. Great joystick, but it, they broke, they broke, they broke all the time. And my, the mouse, the mouse is the mice. The mice were not good. No. I think I, the Commodore one that came with, the Amiga was not good. Yeah, it's rubbish. That lasted all of a couple of months. <laughs> it's true. All the third party ones, I think the Logic 3 one I had, yep. some other ones, they only lasted a couple of months at a time. It was, yeah, but it was cray cray. You play, if you play hard, you, you know. But again, work hard, see, play hard. Ah, see, mouse games. So we talk about joystick. For me, Amiga is also, uh, point and click games. Hello. It's also yeah. football management games. Hello. It was actually when I first really <laughs> Hello. got into football management games. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Championship manager. <laughs> hello. Uh, hello. Um, hello. I didn't have champ actually. Uh, player America. manager. Player manager. Player manager. Player manager. Uh, was it premier manager? I can't remember. Premier manager came Premier out. manager three yeah. was probably the most, the game I've played most in my entire life. <laughs> when you had to build the stadium. You had to build remember the that? stadium. Yeah, I remember that. Hello? Yeah. And you yeah, had to yeah. be Halifax at the start. Yes. You always Halifax. Why Halifax? You had, had to be. They had the most money at the start. Oh no. Um, no, so, yeah, cause they, cause you had to be in the conference. Yeah. And Halifax had the better, the best players and the best. The oh, okay. Money. So it made sense to be so, Halifax. Yeah, everyone chose to be Halifax and then you, that was your guarantee to get out of the conference then. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> on, and you built your stadium. Half of the fun was building your stadium. And the ad and the banners. Uh, you had to, the banners. Uh, Keith, the banners. You had to like, play. I remember the banners. I, cause <laughs> I played Premier Manager on the Mega Drive because there was yeah, a version the of it slightly later. It yeah. wasn't as good. Oh, But I was still amazing. I was still amazing. And Lemons, yeah. Lemons is a mouse game, isn't it? Let's be honest. Lemmings. <laughs> Lemmings. Played, Lemmings. I played, Lemmings. I played, now I played we it on the Mega Drive. <laughs> 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 but the first time I played Lemmings was on the Master System. Which you quite appreciated, didn't you? I really appreciate it. When I played Lemmings on the Amiga, it blew my tiny mind. <laughs> it, I love Lemmings. It blew my tiny mind like when you set one of those Lemmings on, <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a bomb. Like and, a three, two, one. It, it was, it, that's how it blew my mind. Yeah. It was that great. But, you know, and, you know, we talk about Monkey Island. We talk about, oh. uh, Simon the Sorcerer was big for me oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Simon the Sorcerer. Yeah. Like, oh, 
point and click that. Is that the one Chris Barry does? Oh, yeah. Some of the done the voice CD acting. Wrong version. Was, oh, CD, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the Amiga one the is, is sans sound. There's, oh. But, talking about sound. I made some tunes on the Amiga, he didn't did. I? Yeah. He did. I did everything on the Amiga. So, if funny how, in your chat with Dave Perry, he joked about the Amiga and how he should have got a PC, right? I did everything on the Amiga. Yeah. I did stuff on Deluxe Paint that were terrible. <laughs> I did stuff on a program called Octomed. So that's, that's the, uh, the music one. Um, I can't really say the name of the, 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 the tune, the, the main tune I made, can I? Why can't you? Cause it's, it's a derogatory term. Is it rude? I didn't, know, didn't know it was at the time. I'll have to tell you guys afterwards. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rude. It's rude. It's a slightly rude. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was amazing. I just thought, because with magazines at the time, video games magazines were amazing. Come on, oh, right? yeah. yeah still good. Amiga Games magazine oh, yeah. gave you so oh, much more. Uh, Body Blows Demo. Hello. Uh, Body Blows Demo. I had that demo. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it made me want to buy the real game, and I did. Actually, hold on. Did I get that? I think I might have got that afterwards. I didn't yeah. get that fresh. Some, that was... some uh, demos are now worth a lot of money, like the Cannon Fodder slash Sensible Soccer demo. Uh, disc is worth a lot of money now, isn't it? Oh, crikey. No, yeah. I didn't get, yeah, that, that, that would have been before my time. Cannon, oh, I'll get into Cannon Ford in a minute. <laughs> but just the Amiga Power and mm. CU Amiga gave away so much good stuff. Oh, yeah. We're talking about those, the games, but Octomed was a free, they gave, that's a free music creation. Mm. Uh, and another one, there was another one that, that, that did videos. You could actually put videos together on the Amiga. It was incredible. Soundtracker. I think it was soundtrack. Do you know what? I think you're right. I think, I think you're right, Dill. Soundtrack, you can quickly make a, you can quickly make a, a track or upload a track to it. And then you can make up this weird video with like a moving skull kind of doing weird effects <laughs> and stuff. It was mad. It was completely I mad. Amiga. I just, it was such a versatile machine for what yeah. essentially was a, a like a, it, it was a computer, but for us, it was more like a well, game system. Well, I told my mum and dad it was a computer, but it was a game <laughs> machine for me personally. That was the rules. The, the, the game system is funny in, 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 how, in how it actually came about. I never knew that Amiga was actually a company. No, it's Commodore. Amiga was a company. No, it's Commodore. Amiga was a company. So this is, I made a little <laughs> note, I made a little note about the story. So, um, it was born from, uh, Larry Kaplan, who created Kaboom for the Atari 2600, starting Activision, and for them needing to create a, a separate um, entity to make hardware. Oh. In fact, the investors at the time tasked them to make a gaming platform, and the company was called, uh, let's have a look, High Toro. Don't know why it was called High Toro. High Toro. High Toro. Um, so they were, their task was to create a new claim, gaming platform. Uh, Kaplan left in 1982. Okay. 1982. Uh, and then Jay Miner, uh, obviously Atari Supremo hardware designer, uh, became the head engineer of the company. And then it got rebranded to Amiga Corporation. Ooh. So it's actually from an offshoot of Activision, Amiga have come wow. about. Uh, and then, yeah. And then, uh, Commodore acquired Amiga later on. I don't, I've not noted, I've not noted that actually. That's the way they did that. But it just happened. Uh, but yes, a Commodore acquired Amiga, uh, and then that's it. That's the Commodore Amiga. And the rest was history. You thought, so you thought all this time that Amiga was just a random name that yeah. Commodore came up with. <laughs> Commodore people think, we just think of a new name. No, it's all been, it's all because of J Minor and what happened to 
It's a high total. Back in the early 80s. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I've learned something today. Yeah. It's just a mad, mad system, but it, you know, the, the whole, the sound, the sound quality about it. Oh. Remember someone saying that Fat Boy Slim used extensively in Amiga, mm-hmm. creating his early, like, 90s stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. That's mad, isn't it? Cause it had the what, one advantage it had over 16 bit, um, sort of, what's the word? Ports. Yeah. Was that the sound was, far superior oh, yeah. it couldn't do cd-rom quality sound well no but you know everything the, else the was, music the, the sound chip was amazing the sound chip was amazing i can definitely vouch for that i can definitely vouch for me stealing tracks off flashback because you can actually hack hack the, flo- the floppy disk <laughs> people like delphine and us gold composed the tracks for those games using stuff that you can get the, the, the everyday person that's great could have got for the Amiga it's just mad because you could you know there, there's there's so many you know the whole public domain the whole public domain thing yeah. in Amiga was massive then do you I don't even do you remember going through I remember going through Amiga magazines and seeing these like public domain lists for games like random games you could just mail order yeah, yeah. I, remember. Remember I remember the mail orders yeah that is mad and it's still going today no way in fact did you see that I was chatting to someone called Timothy Wilson the other day nope on Facebook nope 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 you did you were like why oh yeah why, who's, why? This, who's this Timothy yeah why are you talking to Timothy all the time <laughs> why aren't you talking to me anymore Dylan <laughs> <laughs> I was jealous it's not yeah, it's not Tim- yeah. no but Timothy because we were uh, putting out ideas for our hundredth podcast and you know what what we should be doing in the future yeah and he said you know you need to check out you know you still get you know get on that pd yeah. amiga scene i was like wow yeah wow wow timothy is actually resident in japan wow do you know that we have all those plays from japan yeah yeah <laughs> that's him <laughs> <laughs> thanks timothy no if, if he's listening to this thanks very much and he, he actually uh led me to some other things which i'll go on and Huh. Go to on, um, go on to in a bit. But yeah, so the public domain was massive then. So you could just, anyone could make games for the Amiga. Anyone. Yeah. We could have done if we wanted. Well, there's thousands of games. We had the tools. People, people who bought those packages had the tools to make the games. Do you want to hear a story? Yes, please. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I loved it. Dave Kumar. Good friend of mine, you know. I haven't friend seen, Dave Kumar. I haven't seen him for a long time, but he lives on the same road as me, and he was often popped over. Mm. He used to always play me against me in my house, and we played Goldeneye on the N64 till mm. God knows how. And Duke Nukem 3D. Oh yeah, nice. we were we were big video game friends, you know. We we were brought up at the same primary school, Bish yeah. Bash Bosh. Yeah. Anyway, one day he came around to my house. And says, uh, he, he said to me, "One hour." He said, "I know someone in South Croydon." Get, bring some Amiga games with you now, copy them, and come down with me. And I was like, well, what's going down now? Wow. And he said, yeah, bring some games. And he said, I know someone who's got loads of games. And so I had to almost, you were like, well, what's going on? There's almost a bit of a deal going on. So mm. I was in good old Sanderson's, like with the rough parts of South Croydon. <laughs> I, I mad, I, I, I was, I copied loads of games on, on discs. Um, the latest games that I had on the Amiga, mm. and I walked down with Dave and said, oh, stay there. And we outside this weird flat. It's like, just, just wait there. He popped in and this older, older teenager came out. He looked pretty cool. It's like, well, what's going on here? 
Oh. He looked at my, he said, oh, what have you got there? He looked at my game, he said, okay, wait there. And he came back down again, then he said, oh yeah, we'll we do a bit of a trade. <laughs> it's like a deal was going down. Oh man. Yeah, man. So I gave him my latest games, like copied versions, and he gave me some like more up to date games, like Super Frog and uh, I think Arabian Nights and so forth. And mm. it was a bit dodgy. Yeah. A bit, a bit, you know, it felt a bit dodgy dealings, yeah, a bit, bit, bit dodgy dealings. But that's how things went down for us amigo owners, isn't it? Deals? <laughs> that's, you, you had to be a bit more, you know, a bit sly about about <laughs> yeah. when you wanted to, you know, get, get out of your that's amigo. Right. There's only so many free demos and things you could get, you could get by with, really. That's right. So I, you know, I'm not proud of that, but I think maybe one reason the amigo sort of failed to really, really, really carry on even today is probably because of the copying. The copying, yeah. whilst it made the Amiga great, yeah. probably led to, well, Commodore made some other, yeah. you know, questionable decisions afterwards. But yeah. it, you know, I'm not proud of myself, but I. Probably, it would have been a big, a big factor. Hey, I, I, Dills, I bought the, I bought quite a few games. Me not, too, man. Yeah, yeah not loads. I had, I had a few good, re- yeah, retail ones. I remember buying Sensible World of Soccer, but they're like, all third-party games because Commodore didn't make their own games. Mm-hmm. Commodore made it as a computer open they platform. Yeah, they didn't. You know, they didn't make yeah. their own games. They, I don't know what kind of cut they would have got, if any. Not much. From so it really, like it wasn't Sensible. really their priority. I had sensible games, I had virgin yeah, games, yeah, yeah. gremlin games. It's weird, isn't it? Because some of the games, I, I kind of look back thinking it was my favourite time of gaming in a weird way, the Amiga. Yeah, yeah. But I don't play the Amiga anymore, I'm sad, since coffee was spilt on it. <laughs> the Amiga is a funny thing because even though people are still trying to emulate it properly. Yeah, I wanted to ask that actually, Dylan. Is there a way I can play the Amiga now without owning an Amiga there again? Ah. There are actually. Yeah. Uh, standard one is Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Uh, you can get, I think, a couple of different emulators. Yeah. For but don't it. you need a keyboard? To, ah. Well. <laughs> a Raspberry Pis or you know Android systems and things can come with virtual keyboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are a pain in the rear end. Mm, yeah, it's but not quite the same, is it? They don't. Uh, did I tell you I bought a couple of years ago something called an Amiga? Yeah, you said, and I was really interested because I was like, I kind of want one of these. Right. So if someone wants a cheap, you know, kind of harking back to, to Amiga days, you can go one or two ways. So one is, uh, the Raspberry Pi. The other is the Amiga. So if you just, so it's Amiga with an, with an R after the A. Uh, some Spanish lads doing a great job, dear. Uh, it's an Android based system. It only cost about a hundred pounds, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not without its flaws. It has quite a bit of flaw. It has quite a few flaws. <laughs> uh, the compatibility with games I've found is minimal, unfortunately. It, I think they've, they've released an AGA update. I need, I need to install it. Uh, but it's good. It comes in its own. They, uh, they print the, um, the cases so it looks like an Amiga 1200. Sort of style in that kind yeah. of white, um, with a floppy disk drive. And it's got all the games installed. No. Oh. Right. The, the Amiga is just a, uh, Amiga emulator on something that can read floppy disks, floppy mm. Amiga disks. So you can, you know, if you've got your old disks and everything, yeah. you can, and it, and it reads them and puts it to the memory. Yeah. So you can actually just whack in the disk, read it, put in a couple of disks and save it all. Oh, to really? The, save it all to the system. Problem I found, one of my favorite demo discs was something called Sierra Soccer. 
Okay. Don't know if you, I don't no, know if no, any listeners really have played that thing. as well. It's quite a fun little, you know, in the same kind of mold as, um, sort of kickoff and sensible soccer and that, but it, no, no, it's all about angles. So there's no, there's no aftertouch or anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. It cop, the, the Armiga copies it and you'll play it all. You get, you'll go through all the menus. You'll get to the game. And the only thing that's missing is the football. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. So you basically cannot see the football. So it's ripped everything from the floppy disk except the actual ball. So I can't, I still can't enjoy that. So I've got my Amiga, but I can't actually enjoy it's like the Sierra It's copying Resident Evil without the zombies. <laughs> it's a bit. Or copying it without any weapons. So you're just kind of holding nothing. Yeah. Just running around, yeah, and just yeah, running yeah. around zombies. So, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's, yeah. that's the Amiga. Uh, so Timothy, my friend Timothy. Good old uh, Tim. <laughs> uh, he pointed me in the way of something called Amiberry. Amiberry. So it's uh-huh. basically Amiga and Raspberry put together to make another word, which I think is Clever. great. They have, uh, you can go to their Facebook page and it is, it's in the pipeline, uh, but it looks more promising. They've got sort of, it looks more like it will emulate a lot more things. Uh-huh. You'll have a, hopefully a lot more compatibility with the image files of the, the floppy disks and things you can get online. Uh, there are standard, you know, there's, you can for free, and this is really up to you, get something called WinUAE. That's how I used to emulate yeah, Amiga yeah, back yeah, in the I've day. But you need a decent PC because of the sound, because of the sound qualities of the Amiga. Could my PC handle it? Then? If you've got like a one gig, oh, yours, you've got gaming PC, yeah, you'll be fine. Um, but if anyone's thinking about it, you can't just load it on an old PC you've got. It's got to be something that's yeah. at least from the last sort of 10 years or so. Um, because it needs to, you know, it, that, the sound, it, cause I had an old PC prior to the one that we're recording this on. I had one that was pretty decent. I had about two gigs of RAM, um, two point something gigahertz yeah. process, or maybe one point, maybe like, Late ones, maybe 1.8, 1.9 gigahertz processor. Uh, it could not handle the sound. Everything was crackly on it. The graphics, everything else worked fine, but it, it just crackled. It just couldn't handle it. Mm. But this one here, so you, your standard PCs will, will do it. So you can get that for free, but it's quite fiddly. Yeah. So you've got to take, you've got to load up the, um, the image files to the emulator and this, you know, yeah. But you can get preloaded Raspberry Pis. Quite for for a bit more money than a hundred pounds, that have got the Amiga games and things on it. The games, yeah. But like I said, if you've not got a USB keyboard or something, you can't really enjoy those games. You need you need a keyboard. You need you can't do these things on a virtual keyboard. You can't play Amiga no. stuff on a no, virtual no, no, keyboard. No, 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 no. It's it's impossible. Agreed, agreed. With with the Amiga, I had to I had to plug in my keyboard. It, you, I couldn't use the virtual keyboard. It was it's just it's not the same, is it? It was it's impractical, completely impractical. But some standard games like Theme Park or anything just wouldn't work on it. But I think it's still a good project. I love to see this, but it's just so people love the Amiga. Oh yeah, people well, still love the Amiga. Why? Why wouldn't they? It's amazing. Yeah. Why don't you, if you get a cheapo Amiga, why don't you pimp it up? Well, the thing is, you can always obviously still buy an Amiga. You can buy. They're quite expensive, aren't they, on eBay? Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying, Dylan. In a weird way, I'd love to have an Amiga CD32 because, <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's a console that can play pretty much every Amiga game made. Yeah, you yeah. can because you can turn it into an emulator machine, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, I know it's got its flaws. It's bloody expensive. Bloody expensive. But like they said back in the day, 
you could have upgraded it to be like an A1200. Oh, man. And you can do it now. You can, you know, and you can load up discs and discs of all of your, you know, CDs worth yeah. of your Amiga games and you can turn your CD32 into a yeah. library. You can turn your existing Amiga into one as well. And this is something I'd like to share with our listeners. Okay. So with, I've still got my A1200. Does it still work? It still works. That's amazing. It still reads floppy disks. It's a mess. Is it yellow now? And it's, it's yellow. <laughs> it's yellow. Uh, I need to send it to the wizard Simon Locke slash Ergen. Do he it. Is, he will, he will do things f- for me for that. He will fix it and he will make it good. Problems. Problems, problems. Oh no. You can, <laughs> to pimp your A1200, uh, it will cost probably over a hundred pounds. 200 if you want to do it properly. The reason being, you can get CF drives which work off a flash drive. So you can get, I think, up to 32 gigabyte flash drive. You can get them pre... People will preload them for you with thousands of games. All right, so that's not a problem. And something called WHD load, which is um, sort of vital for for getting this all running. You can get those for about 40, 50 quid. So they're not the problem. That's all right. The problem is that even though they're for A600s and A1200s, you need to have at least six megabytes of RAM for these things to work. So because the, the core, because the standard sort of core memory is quite low with those, you'll have to fork out for the additional Ooh. megabytes. Yeah. So they come on sort of eight megabyte, um, sort of nine megabyte, weirdly, yeah. uh, sizes for a decent one. Yeah. And you can get ones, <laughs> the really good ones, the ones that like blow your head off. They're so good. About 300, 400 quid. Ooh. You can get a decent ones, and I've seen you know ones with good reviews for about hundred quid. Okay. Uh, there are stuff that will get in the PC, uh, PC MCIA slot on the side uh, for a lot less money, but they only carry about two megabytes of RAM. Right. So you need, I think you only have like one slot, so you, you'd, you'd need to work something else out. You could do it cheaper if you wanted to get up to that that six megabyte level, yeah. but you're pushing it really. Um, you can get. You know, the A1200s, people are selling them with the flash drives in them. Yeah. With the mega, um, you know, with the, with the upgraded RAM for about 300 quid. The really I mean, good ones are really yeah. pens, 400 quid. But you'll have a fully working Amiga with, and if they've been kind, thousands of all of the, you know, all the popular all the classics and, and everything else. So uh, is it worth that? You know, you've got to be thinking. Possibly. Yeah. If you're yeah, gonna, it's just whether it's worth that to you. But possibly, it, it for me, it would be you? because yeah. of all the machines. I mean, I've managed to keep a lot of my consoles as a kid, but the Amiga, when it died, and I kind of feel a bit guilty actually because I kind of neglect, neglected it for the last mm. couple of years. But when yeah. eventually I think coffee was spilt on it, it died. I never replaced it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm playing PC now. I'm playing my N64 or whatever yeah. it was. It always, oh, it, it, I want to, I'm yearning to play some more Amiga games. It's, it, they just, oh, we're gonna have to do like a favorite Amiga games well, podcast for our next one. Do you want a one. quick list of games that really meant a lot to me? Really brief. Yeah, and then we'll talk about them in greater deal, detail yeah. in the next, in so the next Amiga podcast. It's not um, a massive list. And when I was thinking about this list, I think I can add more and more, but really mm. quickly, just some of the games that I loved on the Amiga were like Monkey Island 1 and 2. Yeah. Loved it. Street Fighter 2, we spoke about that earlier. North and South. Yeah. Which I think might deserve its own pod one day. Yeah. Another World. Yeah. Blew my mind. Flashback, of course. Sensible soccer. Cannon fodder. Lemons. Yeah. Yeah. Magic pockets. 
Uh, Walker. Oh. I love a bit of Walker. Yeah. Uh, Alien Breed. Yeah. Ocean Beach Volleyball. Not everyone's cup of tea, but I put <laughs> hours into that. It was okay. a, it, it's, it was a good game. Um, Pang, of course, it came from the desert. Speedball 1 and 2. Swiv. Rodland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Silkworm. R-Type. Body Blows. I mean, I could go on forever, but they're just a few of the games that meant oh. a lot to me growing up. Yeah, and they're, they're games that you're not going to get on the Mega Drive. There was quite a few there. Though. I know there was a couple. Mega Drive. There. <laughs> yeah. You would never get any of those games on the Mega Drive, no, would you? No, a... never. Mega Drive couldn't handle them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, one, one sad thing about the Amiga is that those ports, sometimes because of the floppy disk limitations, uh, we didn't get the full game so the lion king yeah. one of my favorite levels is the one where you have to you get thrown about by the monkeys oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's the yeah. second level i yeah. think that is missing from the amiga yeah. version which is yeah mm. can't handle it scandalous it's scandalous yeah and the amiga can says, handle more than the mega drive yeah, and other things all it said on the box is that some levels might be missing due to memory restrictions i remember it because I, I one of the few games i bought <laughs> <laughs> but, um but yeah, it's like, you know, what? Come on. So that, that was it. But it did manage to do things like first person games. People mm. don't think like first person shooters are like, oh, there were none on the Amiga. There were quite a few. Fears. Fears. Gloom. Gloom. Alien Breed 3D. Um, also, Alien Breed 3D actually, I don't think was any other, on any, on any other platform. No, I think it's exclusive. And also, I think it's called Hunter. Almost the first, Hunter, possibly. I think it's the one, of the first ever 3D open world sort of games, and it's mm. it's very basic, but still ahead of its time. I think it, I think it was called Hunter, amazing game. On the core, with the core memory yeah. on the A1200, if you minimize the screen enough, you could play it at full. You could play it at full speed. What, what game is this? <laughs> Gloom. Gloom. Gloom or Fears, right? So you're playing it on like something on as big as a postcard. You can kind of play it. You're like up against the screen. You're like up against the screen like this. Oh. T- <laughs> It reminds me of the time I used to play Doom with my two PCs. One was a good PC, but that was a shit. Yeah. Sorry, my language. And we had to zoom down the screen yeah. to play two-player on Doom. It's mad, isn't it? With the land, mad. the land, yeah. You know, how much more would we have got out of our Amigas if we'd have forked out for, oh. for the, for the expansions? Yeah, but it was that, you know, that time in, we were Our young. Lives, we really yeah, we didn't know. have the cash for. I didn't have no cash. <laughs> we, we were too busy like playing Laser Quest and that. Well, my money <laughs> yeah. was going. Oh, I love you know, the Amiga. And McDonald's. No, look, Dilsey. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just such a magical machine. And I just think, in a weird way, not having it in front of me every day almost adds to its mystique because yes. it just brings so many good memories. Oh, probably out of all the consoles and machines I've played on, you know, if you look at them separately, the Amiga would be the most for me. I just, yeah. it's just absolutely incredible. The games are amazing. The graphics, the gameplay. I think we had a joke a few pods, well, it's a while ago now, but I said the Amigas was so good at these genres, not so good at this, like platform and Mega Drive had it. But for me, the Amiga, I was quite smug about it, especially against Atari ST. And I, I like the Atari. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm an Atari fan. Yeah. But when it came to the Atari ST versus the Amiga, Amiga every day for me, man. The Amiga was amazing. The Amiga had a few exclu- exclusives over the ST, but they're pretty much the same machine in the end. When it when it came to the not for me, <laughs> oh, Dylan, not for me. I I I, I was always an Am- I would defend Amiga to to the death for me. The Amiga had more models, I think, actually. You know, towards oh, the end yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, you know. It, you, you say about it can do a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things. What can't it do? I have to plug this because Egg and 
suggested one more thing if you're going to pimp your your Amiga. You can get something, and this is quite this is quite a scary title. You can get something called a Vampire Accelerator, Ooh. done by a company called Apollo. Um, I think they're also based in Spain, actually. It turns your Amiga into a low-level PC, and I'm not kidding. I've Ooh. seen demos of this, and our listeners have to go to this. You can Google it, or you can just go to uh, Apollo-Accelerators.com right. and just look at the demos. It's ridiculous. Uh, for th- they're 300 euros, but I think it's all in. It turns your PC. It turns your Amiga into like a low-end PC. Why would you want to do this? Because you can enjoy all of your Amiga stuff and do all of your multimedia PC things on it as well. With, with obviously the, the sound qualities of the. It sounds the fantastic. Amiga. Fantastic. <laughs> we do love a good <laughs> on, on our head attack. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, where, you know, where, where did it all go wrong? For, no, it never went wrong. For Commodore, I've mentioned AGA before a little bit. Uh, again, I'll touch on it now. It, more, more again, more for the for the tech savvy people out there. Uh, <laughs> it was called Advanced Graphics Architecture. That's what AGA stands for. Uh, what it does is the standard Amiga can handle uh, thirty-two colors on the screen at the same time. It's quite a lot. Yeah. It's you know it can it's be a, right. a bit more colourful than a Mega Drive. Way more colourful than Wait, so games like Shadow of the Beast. Nah, there's more than thirty two colours. Thirty two colours on Nah, but you remember that game? Non- yeah, I know it was amazing. Shadow yeah. of the Beast. Oh, yeah, we'll it looked incredible. That. Yeah, but the stand, the non AGA version, mm. only thirty two on the screen at the same time. The AGA increases it to two hundred and fifty six. That's a big jump. So AGA games, whilst they won't. Sorry. <coughs> whilst they won't play any different, really, they will look. Way better. Like, right, you know, right, I'm going Rise of the Robots. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like something else. Seeing that run on my Amiga was just, it was just it blew, amazing. It blew your mind. But it is just so much more, I know it's quite dull in its appearance anyway. It was so much more colourful than the other version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. No, fair dues. Let's take it. AGA. But. This is something for their tech heads. So again, I've lifted this from Wikipedia. I do apologize. Uh, the CD32 was based on the A- the A1200s oh, uh, technology. Yeah. So the CD32, pretty much an A1200 with a CD drive. Uh, you could actually get a CD drive yeah. for the for the A1200. I've heard, yeah. They're rare. Oh my god. They're, they're, they're rare. more rare than the CD32s, aren't they? I think. I don't even know if they they were on mass mass sale. I think that they're definitely a prototype, but they're definitely out there. But. Whether anyone's got one, who knows? But here we go. So AJ, so lift it verbatim. Here we go. AJ was an incremental upgrade rather than the dramatic upgrade of the other chipset uh, that Commod- uh, Commodore had begun in 1988. Uh, the Amiga Advanced Architecture Chipset AAA. Um, it lacked many features that would have made it competitive with other graphic chipsets of its time. Apart from the graphics data fetches, AGA still operates on 16-bit data only, meaning that a lot of bandwidth bandwidth is wasted during register accesses and Amiga copper and blitter operations. Also, the lack of a, a chunky graphics mode is a speed impediment to graphics operations not tailored for planar mode, resulting in ghost artifacts during the common productivity task of scrolling. In practice, the AJ ham mode is mainly useful in painting programs, picture viewers, and for video playback. 
Workbench in 256 colors is much slower than ECS operation modes for normal application use. A workaround is to use multiple screens with different color depths. AGA lacks flicker-free higher resolution modes, being only able to display 640 by uh, 480 at 72 hertz flicker-free operation. Um, I think that pretty much says everything. It says that its its resolution is is restricted. It wasn't actually as good as as Commodore said, and they based you know the architecture and everything is is what the CD the CD thirty two was based on. Probably why it never really matched the actual thirty two bit. I still want one machines that are out there. <laughs> I still want one. But you know, it just I don't know. You know, dangerous streets. Their development and the way they're developing things, and I love Commodore. You know, Commodore will always be. Will always yeah. resonate with me. If we, were, but if we met Mr. Commodore tomorrow, we'd give him a cuddle, wouldn't we? Yeah, Mr. Commodore would definitely get a cuddle. Yeah. But you know, again, they could have they could have moved into to proper proper. Well, it is sad. PC. It is creation. sad because I, I love the PC, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a PC gamer today. But it was kind of sad how the Amiga was so big, then just sort of fizzled out slowly. Could the Amiga have been like the Apple Mac? Uh, yeah. See, because the Apple II was, you know, at the same time when the, when the when the Amiga first came to fruition. Look how you know the Mac has evolved and that. Couldn't you know? Couldn't the Commodore Amiga have done the same thing? Possibly. I, I think so. It. I think so. I think if they'd have retained more of their, but we're, Dylan, we're fickle fans. I mean, we're fickle. Fans. When my uncle said, "Oi, I, I've stopped playing the Amiga. I'm now playing PC. Look at this." I'm like, "Oh wow, this is better." And I was like, "Oh yeah." This is better than my Amiga. Let's go to the PC. We all did it, though. We were all guilty. We're fickle. Yeah. We, you know, we left behind our Mega Drives. For yeah. Saturns yeah. and we PlayStations. We are. So, you know, we look back with, with these rose-tinted glasses, and I'm, I'm, I have massive... Ro- my glasses for the Amiga are so rose-tinted, I can just see rose. Nothing but rose. <laughs> it's crazy. But let's be real for a minute. They kind of... They were too slow to move with the times. Yeah. That's why, that's why I think... When I think back about the Amiga, I think... What's that a flash in the pan? You know, people are telling me, you know, Wikipedia's telling me it's been around for 11 years. You know, but that's what people are going to think about now. They're going to, they're going to remember the legacy. They're going to think about something that got outdated yeah. really quickly. Boo. And boo, you know, it was, it was, it started out as being a computer turned into the games platform yeah. for which it's, in, you know, it's, it's for. uh, you I know, miss it. I miss it's it. It's back lot. as really wanted and, but then we left, we left an awesome library. It's an awesome library. I think the next podcast we'll do on this. Actually, the first thing I want to do is talk about three games that need a remake because their stories were never, I don't think, fully told. Uh, I don't know whether to give everyone, I know what those three games are, but I'm not going to tell anyone. Do you want to tell one? They're, they're three point and click games, but not conventional, po- conventional point and click games. Mm. Um, but I think there's, I'm not, I'm not one for remaking things for re, for remaking sake. I'm more about, you know, telling the full story. If a game didn't, if a game had potential and didn't tell its, you know, its full story as it mm. should, that's when I think a remake is. So you're basically saying Zool 3, aren't you? I'm basically saying Zool 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Zool 3. But we'll do that one. And I think, I think me and Adrian should bring to the table our, sort of our favorite Amiga games and yeah i mentioned my favorites and but but i actually asked my brother my older brother and uh, my younger brother but he didn't reply so my older brother's got back to me <laughs> i said we're going to record a pod scene on amiga what do you want to say about it and he said the graphics are amazing was always in awe of the beautiful artwork people created mm-hmm. 
Also, that it was so easy to copy games with X copy. Uh. Winky face. <laughs> winky face. And he said, for me, Amiga is the console. Yeah, it's not really a console, but there you go. The Amiga is the console of the joystick. In my mind, better than most controller pads these days. Simple and responsive. Fade games include sensible soccer or Monkey Island. That's my Mike, my brother Mike's interpretation. Yeah. And I threw it out there. Didn't I of course on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a few, a few Twitter. Response. Oh yeah, let's go through. It those. did go quite Waluigi <laughs> style. I'm just trying to find it now. Um, we got lots of replies. Um, I think one of my well, out outrunner, one of our favourites, at uh, Kitsuwagi. Yes. He said never had one, <laughs> <laughs> but he played plenty of games which were originally for it port versions of the Amiga originals. But the things is interesting for sure for me. Though it's always been the adventure games that interest me the most. Has some really great ones going for it. Completely agree. Some of the adventure games are huge. And good old Matthew Smith at Amiga underscore square. What an amazing, great guy. And he said here, on the subject, oh no, let's start from the beginning. It's no exaggeration to say that without the Amiga, I almost certainly wouldn't have embarked on my a happy career in journalism and publishing. It was because I owned Amiga 500 plus that I became an Amiga power reader which in turn influenced me to take a journo course at university. And he said, on, on the subject of games, there are some fantastic titles which remain exclusive to the Amiga to this day. Rough and Tumble, which I think is a game that passed me by. But some, Have you seen that game, Dylan? It looks absolutely incredible. No, I've not seen Rough and Tumble. It's kind of sort of side-scrolling shoot-em-up. It, um, sort of, it's a really good little like little game. Mm. Uh, Banshee, Shadow Fighter, Roadkill, Apidja, Gloom. And Alien Breed 3D are among those that leap immediately to mind. So exclusive titles there. I had Roadkill, Gloom, and Alien Breed 3D. And in fact, I bought all of those ones. Did you? Because you didn't have them. No, but, I didn't uh, have them. No, I didn't. You had to buy them. Because they, um, they, they were AGA. Well, I bought definitely bought the AGA version. Well, I had the I 600. Were, they couldn't cope with those I games. I think, no, they were definitely <laughs> 8200 ones. Um, but yeah, no, they, I, I think, I think Gloom actually wasn't. Was on A six hundred and let's look, look. I don't mind Gloom, but let's be honest, a rip off of Doom. Let's just be honest for a second. It is. It's very fun. I think you know, but it, 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 hey, 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 nothing too against Gloom, but you know, it's no Doom. <laughs> um, good old Dean. We like Dean uh, Howarth, and he's uh, at Sandy Lana. Oh, Sandy Lana. Yeah, Sandy Lana. Seventy seven. Yeah, and he said. Best Amiga memory is aspiring to own one. <laughs> I had a C64 and the bastards used to put Amiga graphics on the backs of some boxes and adverts. I couldn't wait to get one. When I did, it was kickoff. That was a dream come true for footy fans. Ole, ole, ole. And oh, Speedball 2, of oh, course. Oh, Speedball 2. Oh, that deserves its own pod one day. The Speedball series. Oh, definitely. I had that in the Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah but it's no. not, it's much better yeah, on the Amiga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love Dino. Um, well, that's good. Dean, but then we got Dino. We got Dean and Dino, Ooh. underscore rip, underscore D, Dino. And he said, apart from being the best computer ever made, sorry, not sorry, ST fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with him. It truly, it truly has some wonderful games, perfect arcade ports such as Rainbow Islands, Sega ports such as Golden Axe, brilliant simulation games such as Grand Pix, F slash A18, Interceptor, and it could go on. And he put a really good video actually on, um, yeah. NASA. NASA using Amigas. I mean, that's incredible. But did they, they were, you know, Amigas were cutting edge. They yeah. were in the mid eighties. Uh, they were, you know, mid eighties, late, late eighties. They, they were cutting edge and yeah. 
Yeah. Even NASA and Flat and Flatboy Slim used them. <laughs> well, what's more important in this world, NASA or Flatboy Slim? I, it's I'll a tough one. We can't even. It's got so late now. I can't even <laughs> say Flatboy Flatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim. There we go. Oh, I can't even say his name. Is it, is it Parsimonious Gamer Martin? He said, oh, I think I attached a picture from the cartoon pack. He said, that's the pack my parents bought me. Could not get into the Simpsons game no matter how much I tried. We spoke <laughs> about that. It's not a very yeah. good game. No. no uh, Dave NB, uh, at, at, at Dave NB80. He said, love it. Still do for its graphics and audio capabilities. Mm-hmm. Huge variety of games. His favorites are Turrican 2, Cannon Fodder, Worms and Speedball 2. Yeah. There you go. Um, Amiga X5000 blog. He said, the best thing about the Amiga is the passion of its users who refuse to let the platform die from those who use their classic Amiga setups with vampire accelerators <laughs> to those who run more modern hardware to run Amiga, uh, OS for Morph, uh, Morphus and Aros. There you that's go. It. That's it. There are so many emulators for it and the modern hardware, <laughs> um, the, you know, pimping the old hardware. People love this platform. They do. And it's just, you know, it was just an amazing way for people to make, to make video games. And they made some amazing, yeah, amazing stuff. Yeah. Amazing. And Richard Troop, a good fan of uh, Arcade. Oh yeah. Hello, Richard. We yeah. like Richard. He said a, a, a truly revolutionary concept and design for when it was created. It paved the way for modern PCs and operating systems. As go. for games, it was an incredibly advanced system for 1985 architecture completely agree dan driver who's at swooper underscore d i never owned one myself but a friend of mine had one we spent ages playing wolf child rainbow islands and so many more i remember we got got to the speech synthesizer and it shortly and it shortly had the amiga blurring out of f bombs and his mum running upstairs to turn it off (laughs) um it wasn't me mum it was the computer yeah don't blame us drink a beer and play uh, and play a game he just said never played one oh jim (laughs) <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> never played one thanks Jim I just said you must try um, Jackhammer Salm he said out of all them developers and publishers only a handful remain because the bigger ones swallow up the smaller ones little known fact Game Tech was the publisher that released Frontier Elite 2 which later became Frontier Dev which sources hits uh, like, like Elite Dangerous um, yeah and he he up uh, the elite games. Do you remember playing the elite games, Dylan? Oh man, they were, I just couldn't get into those. I'll be honest with you. When I played them, it made me feel smart. Like <laughs> I'm driving a spaceship, <laughs> flying a spaceship, and I'm going to do some some shipping and uh, some d- distribution of goods. And I felt quite intelligent. It's it's a you know the the Amiga did just amazing things, but yeah. th- those kind of things they're 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 a little a little past me. I I I enjoyed. I was a little bit simple about it. <laughs> I enjoyed them, but he had to use my, all my brains. Um, yeah, we're almost done. We've got orange peas. Yeah. Would you ever like to eat orange peas? Uh, no thanks. They've probably gone off. <laughs> yeah, she said, I actually pe- became addicted to buying the packs. My parents got me the bat pack. Then also picked up the screen gems pack and the cartoon classics. With uh, a part-time job, I got £120 per week. I just kept... Trading the old units in for games at a, mar- a market stall. So I think he, he, he's talking about the Amiga uh, packs. I said, there are certainly worse addictions. He said, indeed. While my mates were hanging out around outside office licenses, I was building the Ultimate A500 with a full meg of RAM, two external drives, and also got an A590. So he was doing all right. Is he the only person ever with an A590? I think he might be. Uh, Chris UTB, he said, the day I finally, the, the day I finally saved enough to get Falcon 
Falcon Complete with massive instruction book. I spent so much time on that game. I can't remember playing Falcon, can you? No. Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. I had a f- oh, I can't remember the names of them, but all the flight simulators I tried on the Omega were, were not great. I think you needed the upgraded RAM. I think you needed to, things like Inferno and yeah. forgot the other one. I could never get them because they needed, they needed, uh, I think, more expansion, more expansion. You didn't have yeah. time for that. And I think, didn't have money for One that. of our last kind of, uh, we love the picture. I think it's Optimus Prime, but it's, uh, Skyer Knight or Skite Knight. Yeah. Um, he says, Sensible Software and Team 17 loved their games. I still have my A, uh, my A1200. Sky at Night. Yep, I think that's what it means. <laughs> Sky at Night. <laughs> and I'm dying to hook it up to get some old games for it. Thanks, like Skeleton Crew and Syndicate were games too. It was my real, uh, first real home game experience where I, I, I was really into it. And he said, Monkey Island 2, Beneath the Seal Sky, both were around 12 discs of glorious, nutty genius. Absolutely incredible. Look, we've got other replies. We can't go on for them ever, Dylan. Thanks to everyone, obviously, who tweeted us and, yep. and gave us some input, but there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love. There. We love I the mean, Amiga. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to do one, I think, solely about the games. I think yeah. obviously we've spoken about the hardware, what it can do, uh, why you should get one, how you can pimp one. Yeah. Uh, but we're definitely going to do one focused on the games. Uh, I'd like to go, I'll tell the listeners now, the three games I think that need to be remade are Dreamweb, Universe, and Beneath the Steel Sky. And we'll go, I'll go into it. We'll do a good hour on why those three games need to be remade. Um, but again, it's rebooted, remastered. Yeah, not just remastered, my friend. They need sequels. There's more stories. I think those three games, there's, there are fuller stories to be told. Um, so they definitely will. So we'll definitely talk about that. We'll definitely one, you know, do, do one about our favorite. Oh, yeah. Our favorite Amiga games. So that's definitely done. Anything else you want to do about the Amiga? We're going to make this. We're going to make this last. Then we do loads of Amiga podcasts. Just don't spill coffee on it because it breaks the Amiga. How not to break an Amiga? Yeah, yeah. Amiga I'll do an Amiga music special. Oh, there you go. Ooh. There you go. Keith is still in the room. Hello, uh, hello. I just woke up. <laughs> hello, mate. Had a little snooze. Had a little snooze before bedtime. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know it's a, a brilliant, a brilliant computer. It's taken us, and we have mentioned, we've spoken about a few Amiga, Amiga games previously. But, you know, this is our, the start of our homage, I think. Oh, yeah. To the computer. But, yeah. Um, this is Arcade Attack signing out. Uh, let us know what you think of, obviously, what we said in the podcast. Uh, I'd love to be, if I've said anything factually incorrect, again, let me know. Uh, let us know what you've done with your Amigas, if you've pinned them up or anything. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll see you next time around. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.